0: hello everybody and welcome to how do you hustle with cammy dimitrova a podcast where i interview comedians about their day jobs we're back. We're back with another episode. I'm very excited to introduce this comic to you. Her name is Sylvie Wang. She is an improviser, comedian, writer in New York. She has a, she has a really great episode coming up. She basically talks about what happened after she got fired from her highest paying, most stable job. Um, she talked about the importance of not comparing your success to other people's success and not living your life on other people's timelines. Very cool. And she also explores what it felt like uh, being a person of color when she first started out doing comedy and uh, talking a little bit about that so um, hope you enjoy the episode without further ado Sylvie Wang
1: so right now I'm temping at a tech investment firm I don't I don't it's that thing where I'm just like I guess I won't say the name because it's that thing of like who I don't think anyone from the office is gonna listen (laughs) to this but you just never know yeah and I feel like that would be the case for my previous jobs too although i'll talk about them yeah. but um so currently i'm temping i've been at this company for like a month and it's got it's a pretty corporate place but it is one of the few corporate places i've worked with um that actually kind of walk the talk in terms of like progressiveness like Great. they do try to be like do like diversity and inclusivity uh, initiatives and they like um and they, I don't know, yeah, like, every, it's, like, fairly diverse compared to, like, other corporate companies where I've been to where it's, like, they kind of play the lip service. But sure. then you look around and you're, like, everyone's the
0: same. You're, like, no one here. right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. clear, yeah.
1: And then it's also, it has good perks. Like, they have, like, a free salad bar. Oh, yes. yeah. Love that. The thing is, I'm already kind of getting sick of it <laughs> because it's, like, if you, but the, I'm also, I'm such a this I guess is in theme with your uh, pod but I'm such a compulsive money saver yeah, that if sure. there's free food I'm like I can just, eat this for sustenance and <laughs> not for like pleasure if i'm like gonna end up saving like 12 to 15 dollars i mean a day. that's what's up yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: that's great yeah so they give you they, they do they have snacks too what's the snack situation yeah they like? have really good snacks that's what's up yeah that so i was like love doing that
1: yeah i was like if i'm gonna temp somewhere i don't mind temping uh, at a place with these kind of amenities and they also have what's been good in the comedy sense is that they have like showers okay what? so yeah so you can like so I've been like, oh, that's great, because I'll shower before I, like, go to a show. Because if I'm coming home at, like, midnight, right. I don't want to shower. No. And I'm not a morning person. So I always wake up, like, at the last minute before yep. I have to head out. Right. So I was like, oh, dope. I'm actually going to be, like, clean because <laughs> I got <laughs> <get> to shower. <laughs>
0: You're like, cool. Yeah. So it um, has been good. <laughs> that's been good. And so that's a temp job. Yes. Okay. And how – what are the hours like?
1: It's pretty, like, straightforward. It's, like, 10 to 6 for okay. the most part. What I like is that they – my job, which was a full-time job before this, was, like, very stickler about time. And, like, people if like people would, like, time-track each other. And they'd be like, oh, I noticed you came in later today. And Ugh. you would just be like, fuck off. Like, like, if like, I'm doing okay. my job, who cares? Right. But this place, they're like, yeah, you can come in at 10. Or they were also kind of, like, later, too, if you want. Like, as long as you're doing the job, it's not, like, something that we're, like, super, Great. you know, like, anal about. They're kind of anal about other things. But oh, yeah. But I think because it's a corporate place, so there's got to be some stuff. Sure. But in terms of timing, I was like, that's perfect. Because, again, like, my main thing is that I'm just really not a morning person. Right. And I'm like, if truly, if I can wake up at, like, 9 and get ready in, like, half an hour, my commute's, like, half an hour, I was like, I'm good. You're I like, can, I'm happy. Yeah, This yeah, yeah. feels good. Yeah, like, I'm getting enough sleep. That's, that's great. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And is your situation, um, uh, like, hourly? Are you salaried? Birth no. benefits? All that stuff? I don't think temp. There are temp jobs that ha- get salary
1: yep um so or maybe there are i'm just so i'm hourly and if i was full-time i would um if i was full-time i would definitely be making more and i would have benefits and like health insurance <laughs> which would be great <laughs> right. but at the same time i'm kind of what i like about having a temp job is where i'm at in my life right now i like the feeling of like oh this isn't forever like mm-hmm. this but being a temp means that the expectation is that um, they, they never, they're very, like, a lot of people there stay late. But for me, they're always just like, oh, you should leave because. <laughs> right, because they're, they're like, yeah, <laughs> bye. Yeah, because yeah. well, we have to pay you right, more, exactly. for one, if you're staying longer. exactly and But also, I think in uh, my it helps my mentality because That's it great. makes me think, like, well, if this is a hemp job, then what I'm really doing and what I'm, like, my yes. real like a job at my heart is like being creative and doing like my comedy stuff and like writing and performing and all of that, you
0: know, even though I don't get paid for that. (laughs) No, that's free. Yeah. Yeah. There's something really beautiful about not feeling like your identity is your job yeah yeah, or, yeah you yeah, know yeah. until it is with comedy stuff yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you can detach from it and just like is there right so that's interesting that you before you started temping you said you had like a full-time corporate job right right yeah I mean yeah it was
1: at a consulting company and I worked in HR like if you know me you, it's very obvious what the company is <laughs> um <laughs> and I would just tell you
0: um ask Sylvie yeah if you're, if you're curious if you're but curious. I don't
1: but it was just like I was so I wasn't doing that much. I would really say I was like real. I've only really va- uh, like ramped up in comedy maybe. And like taking it seriously as like a potential thing I could do for my life. And maybe like the past two years. Oh, great. Yeah. Because before that, I would take like improv classes maybe like once or twice a year. And sure. I would be like, this is a fun hobby I'm doing. But I was just so like, I was just like never had enough money, right. you know? So I was r- like right after college, it was always just about like, trying to find some stability just trying to find like a full-time job like that was it was just that thing of like I was like I have no time to like think about being creative or um anything like that if I like I can't eat or I can't pay my rent so it was yeah and it's just that thing of like it's such like an a privilege to be able to just like afford like being creative in your off time you know yeah Cause I was like, I was like, I literally, it was like, I was like, I enjoyed doing comedy. I think also when I was like 23, I was like, maybe I'll get on SNL in like two years. Cause you're <laughs> just, just give like, it two years. Yeah. Cause you're yeah. insane when you're 23. <laughs> right. So you think, but it's not like I put like my full heart into it or put in the effort. I was just like very arrogant about like how talented I thought sure, I you're was. Like, I'm
0: amazing. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. I need yeah, to have stability yeah. financially. But then once that's in. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah. Yeah.
1: But like so much of my twenties was just like about like making enough money. I did so many temp jobs uh like paltry hourly rates i'll say what i'm making now hourly is like fine it's a it's not um, like incredible but it's like a living wage but it was like i was yeah i was not making like good money it was like a lot of receptionist and admin jobs and then it wasn't until my uh last full-time job the one before that where i was close uh i was there for like I would say, I think, close to three years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good amount of time. Yeah, a good chunk of time. And I started out there as, like, an HR coordinator, but really more, like, admin. And then I, like, got promoted to, like, an HR associate. And it, like, kind of tricked my brain to be, like, oh, maybe this is what my career is going to be, you know? Because I was, like, I need stability. And that was the first job I had. So I was probably, like, I want to say, like, 26,
0: 27. I forget exactly how old when I started there. But that was the first job so were you um were you doing comedy like throughout because I know you've been doing comedy for a while like 10 years
1: Mm, I I looked up like my UCB like courses thing yeah nine years nine years my first class was in June 2010 June 2010 and yeah and I graduated college a semester late not to brag so I was still (laughs) technically in college when I took it because I was like 20 I was like 21 almost 22 okay. or like yeah so basically yeah like 9 years okay um and uh, it was Chelsea Clark hello and at the time she was 26 which is so crazy that's hated. insane that's fucking cuz at the time when she was my teacher and she was an amazing 101 teacher um, but at the time I was like, yeah, that makes sense that she's like my teacher and she's 26. But in retrospect, I was like, she was also a child also and a she baby. did such a fucking yeah. good job. She I mean, she's su- incredible. Yeah. The
0: Chelsea Clark is her full name.
1: It's so fucking great. <laughs> but I still can't get over how fucking good she was yeah. at that age. And as a teacher, I That's was like, awesome. And I, cause I felt like so nurtured by her. And I was like, she, I was like, you are four years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: yet I revere you. Yeah. 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 Um, That's dope. So you were, so you were in college. What were you studying? English. English. So you were studying English yeah. and you were like, I have to take a UCB class. Why? How? What was the, what was the moment? Oh my God. This
1: is such a saga because basically (laughs) I grew up in New York. I don't know if you
0: knew that. I did know that. I don't know if our audience. So this is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) People are going to listen to this. People are listening. Theoretically. Four whole people. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So I grew up in Queens and this is so funny because I had written some notes of like maybe things I could touch on (gasps) and like what I... Uh, in college you were so Carter.
0: you were i will say you get most prepared guests you're literally <laughs> sitting here with a notebook <laughs> on your lap and you're like just casually jot down some some thinking well points. just because i was like some talking points maybe but i feel like we're like we kind of already hit like
1: the this is other writing but this was like some ideas but right
0: so um, we're ha- we're looking at half a page right now <laughs> yeah, 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 w- yeah of, of bullets yeah. which i love oh sorry No, you're totally fine
1: um so what i was gonna say was i grew up in queens and when I was like, maybe I mean, I was I always watched like, you know, SNL and like uh, some kids in the hall and like uh, Conan O'Brien when I was like a like a preteen teen. teen. And at that time, because their Internet wasn't as big, those things seemed like really alternative and cool to be watching, even though now you're just like, those are very establishment things. (laughs) Um, But also it's like, you know, when you discover comedy for the first time, you're like, whoa, this is crazy
0: that was uh, the same entry point yeah SNL, for sure Right, for, for sure for like, everyone and it was for a while it's yeah yeah, like, yeah I wasn't like I had this like weird niche taste <laughs> I was like SNL for like forever until yeah. whatever it yeah. makes
1: such an impression and I feel like I read an interview between two comedians that were just like the thing that people usually find funniest on SNL is whatever when they were like a teenager exactly. and they saw for the first time because it just like is so molded into you yeah so I like fucking you know love Tina Fey and Amy Poehler like mm-hmm. everyone else um, all the women I was also like we were so lucky that like all the women on snl were so fucking good they were so they like yeah. t-
0: it was like it was like tina fey amy poehler rachel Dratch, Maya my rudolph, rudolph like yeah yeah these queens yeah, were just yeah like hi yeah and it was amazing to watch i yeah. mean i know they're i know it is nostalgic it's like oh well, looking you, everyone's like right. oh it w- used to be so great but like come on they were so good but it was also the thing of like how normal it was that it was they were that good it was mm.
1: never a thing of like isn't it crazy these ladies are amazing it was i felt like the way the show was, it was just like, well, obviously they're good. Like, obviously we just hired the best talent and that's what we would find. And I think that's so good for like a 12 year old girl to see because they're just like, yeah, obviously like, why would I have thought otherwise? Mm -hmm. Because I think, Society kind of pushes you to think otherwise. Sure. So when there's something that's like, no, this is a given, you're just like, oh yeah, this is a given.
0: Yeah, because you're looking at them like you're an amazing comedian. You're right. not amazing. You're not an amazing female comedian. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it was so. And then there was like a one year
1: period, I think, when like Tina Fey and Amy Puller did Weekend Update together, and I was like, this is so good, In- insane. Yeah, and it was just so like again, such a given that they would obviously be so good and charismatic. And then I think I was just like reading interviews. And then I read an Amy Poehler interview, and she was, like, you know, repping UCB hard, talking about ASCAT. And so that was, like, around this time I first started thinking about ASCAT. So then when I was 18, me and my – so 18, when me and my (laughs) friends were, like, oh, yeah, let's – we're, like, let's go see ASCAT. We heard this was funny. Actually, I think my friends weren't as into comedy as I was, but they were, like, yeah, that sounds like a fun thing to do. It was mostly me being, like, let's go. (laughs) You're, like, we're doing this. Yeah. And they're, like,
0: maybe. You're, like, no, for
1: sure. (laughs) And then, again, I was – Pretty poor. So, but the whole thing about Ask Hat is that if you wait in line, now you don't have to. But uh, back then, if you wait in line for the later show, it's uh, free. It's free. So, I. I did it so many times. And back then when I was 18, it was like such a murderer's row. Like Amy Poehler almost always emceed. awesome. The very first show I saw, I've told this story to other people, but <laughs> these people will hear it for um, the first time. The first show I saw, it was like everyone who was on SNL at the time. Like Jason Stekas was there. Seth Meyers was there. Oh my God. Bill Hader was, I think, kind of a newish cast member at that point. And he was the monologist. Wow. Rachel Dratch was there. It was stacked not- as fuck. It was nuts. But here's another thing. There was a guy there who was so fucking funny and good. And me and my friends were like, oh, all these like amazing SNL people we know are so good and funny. But who the fuck is that guy? He's fucking amazing. Sure. Do, do you know who I'm going to say? I think I might. Yeah, do you want to guess? Manzucas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, and it was just that thing of like us being like 18 year old girls who don't know much about comedy and still being like, who the fuck is that guy? Like that is like still standing out among like these other people who are straight up like famous and known. Sure. And it was just so wild. And then, um years later <laughs> almost oh my god so many years later this <laughs> is like a site this is like a detour to the regular story i'm telling but like a dcm 20 um mm-hmm. so that del close like, marathon for yeah. folks who <laughs> don't know
0: del close marathon uh it's a it's a longest right from, running improv yeah, <laughs> festival in new york which is now in la it's a very big deal it's a huge deal
1: but the last one that was running in New York and I haven't always had great DCM experiences because sure. I always feel like a like a social anxiety nightmare sometimes. But the last one I like was like, it's going to be the last one in New York. I'm going to enjoy myself. And then like at 2 a.m. on like Sunday, I was like, I'm finally getting to get the courage to talk to Menzuka. Right. And I did. You did. Yeah. And yes. And it was so crazy because I was like, this was like 12 years later. It's like the amount of time. But I went up to him and I basically told him like, oh, you know. Uh, you were like in the very first improv show I ever saw. I feel like honestly you've like really imprinted on the way I imp- I perform, and I think he has just because I s- was so young and impressionable when
0: I saw him. That I, is so awesome.
1: Yeah, and then I was like saying all these nice things, and he was like super nice
0: back. We talked for like oh, 40 minutes. Oh my like, yeah. god! You're like I wasn't timing it exactly. <laughs> 42 minutes. Uh, yeah, it was something like that. But he also. Oh my god!
1: He saw that I had like the performer wristband on. He's like, "How's your DCM been going?" Blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh, it's been good. I've been doing this. I've been doing that." And then he was just like, you know, like the way you feel about me, someone's probably seen you perform and feel the same way. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I I, like screamed in his face. I did (laughs) not but I was like, so happy that is Obvious. such a big compliment yeah yeah you're yeah like, thank you yeah i was like literally beaming and it God. was yeah and then i was like oh this is a perfect cap to like dcm 20 because i'm never going to LA, what a
0: beautiful so. full circle story Yeah, like he's the person when you first saw you're like i'm inspired by you i want to yeah, do this and then yeah, at the yeah. very last dcm yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. to talk to your hero yeah the one that got you like into yeah. this in the first place that is so cool it was so great
1: and also because i had seen him in previous dcms like previous years and sure had he's always, always there yeah he's always, yeah, he's always hanging. Yeah, yeah he's 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 always always (laughs) hanging out but uh i don't know what that means but um but i was always uh too chicken shit in the past to like ever approach him and i was like this is my last chance because i don't know if i'll ever even go to la in my life um but anyway so my first show 18 years old changed my life improv like broke my brain right first time I'd seen like long form improv and before that it was like whose line is it anyway yeah which I liked but I wasn't like this is what I want to do you're like (laughs) same yeah and then but it was like I was just like classes are $300 I was also like I'm 18 I have like so much shit to figure out sure so I it was like kind of in the back of my brain but I never really like uh like I was just again so obsessed with money and so like being like i don't have a lot of money i have to be like so careful with it so um it wasn't until like yeah my last semester of college was like i don't know what i'm doing and then i still i had been like kind of regularly seeing ask cat and it was the only show i saw because it was free like free yeah in like the ensuing four years and then i think yeah in the last semester i was like yeah I think I want to do this cool
0: so you took your one-on-one and you were like okay I like this right um but need to figure out my life and like how I'm gonna like make money and try to do this right right right.
1: yeah well it's just sort of the thing of like I just didn't have stability and I've just like almost until I got that full-time um job at that corporate place when I was like again 26 27 I just had like It just felt like I never had stability. And it's like when you don't have or for me, if I when I didn't have financial stability, it was like all I could think about. Yeah. So like but at the same time, I just was like also like this mental health stuff. Where like in college. I obviously could have majored in something. I went to Hunter College, which was great. Yeah. A cool school. But it was that thing where I could have majored in something more practical, like accounting or whatever. But I was also like depressed and like going through shit so I was and I was just like very aware that if I didn't major in something that I was interested in I was just gonna flunk out you're like I'm
0: not into well that, I, I wanted to ask you about that yeah. which is like you did you have like another career in mind when you were studying English or were you just like I want to do something that is interesting to me and I like writing so I'm gonna try to do this right and hopefully see if I can like figure that out later so
1: I was gonna honestly i uh like neither of
0: those choices amazing <laughs> yeah because honestly I was just truly Kill me. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um uh, no but it that's a great question
0: but it was that
1: thing of like I was so um at that age I was so unanchored to anything I was just like I don't know what's happening with my life I'm just like yeah I was just definitely like depressed and going through like emotional shit and I was like I'm going to apply for things that like interest me, but I'm not like, it was just so hard for me to be a hundred percent committed to anything because I was just like, like completely like listless. Sure. And then, um, like if I got an internship or a job, I would work hard, but it was also the thing of, I also had just like intense, like social anxiety. And then it's also the thing of, you know, I loved growing up in Queens and it's like a very diverse, um, uh, neighborhood as people know and I grew up in like kind of inner city I always went to public schools and I'm very happy for that experience but those like going to those schools doesn't um, train you socially for how the world really is because right. um, especially also like growing up in New York and it just took so long I mean I was already had like emotional baggage but it also just took me so long to like know how to act in a workplace setting like I was I tried my best to be like professional. And I would just be I think people would be surprised to hear this, but like at internships, I would just be like very quiet. Or I would like I would like talk if people were talking to me. I wasn't like <laughs> I wasn't like a mute, but like it, Sylvie. <laughs> <you're Yeah>. like, <laughs> but it was just sort of like I didn't want to make a mistake.
0: Um was that like I mean, was there any part of you even just growing up before college, like cause it sounds like there was some mental health stuff going on, right. which is really hard to cope with while you're trying to figure out your life? Right, right. And there's a lot of pressure in college. I feel like to be like, what is it you're gonna do? Right. You're major, so young. and you're so young, yeah. And it's like, how on? I changed my major like 18 times, and then even at the end, when I graduated, I was like, I don't, this is not really right, yet. right. But you know, so it's and like, it's for nobody, and like it's no, for almost no one, no one. right? Yeah. And, and like, whatever. But like, um, when I guess before that, then was there ever, were you like baby Sylvie being like, one day I want to be this, or like, were you just like always kind of like, I like creative stuff, but like, I don't know what that means, or
1: yeah, I think I always wanted to write, and I would always thought I was going to be a writer, Great. but I would also at the same time was always very practical and was like, I know I need like a, an actual s- stable real life job uh, to do while I, if I want to write, cause sure. I can't just like <laughs> not pay rent. Right. So I, but I always liked writing. Like I was like, I read so much more when I was younger and I always write, liked writing narrative stuff. I still want to write like a one act play. That's y- awesome. Yeah. So I'm still trying to do that, but it's so hard for me to like focus, like I'll write some stuff, but it's just like it's so hard for me to finish anything. Yeah, so it's hard still to working on still <laughs> working on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: which is totally fine, it's on your own time. But right. the fact that you're even doing it is amazing.
1: It's great, but it's also just like it's a thing of like so many of my twenties, and I've uh, spoken about this with your boyfriend. Oh. If we're allowed to oh. so
0: talk. <laughs> I'm taking <a> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh,
1: taking. Sorry, fellas, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but just that thing of like we just waited so long because he and I are both in our thirties, yeah. and we just waited so long for someone else to give us permission mm. to be able to like to be able to say like I'm a writer and I'm gonna write things and I'm like a creator and I'm doing things, you know. Um, instead of just doing it but it's also like that's I think a process that a lot
0: of people have to go through and it takes years sometimes do you think that that thought of needing permission comes from a place of like fear or is it like I don't or is it like not knowing how or is it like access like what is that
1: I think it is definitely fear and I think it's that thing um where um you think that whatever and I've talked about this with your guy again where it's that thing where you're like what I have to write has to be amazing. It has to be like A plus. And then I don't know if he said this to you, but it's just like coming to that realization where it's like your thing can be like a B. Like just like make it. You know, it could be a B, B minus. Just like create it. Just yeah. like be doing it. Yeah. Because if you're just like making excuses or just like trying to like polish this like one turd <laughs> for like ever, then you're just never gonna get anything done. Yeah. So even like um when I would try and write screenplays thi- or something, I would just make these excuses in my head, or I would get like very stuck on the formatting of like, oh, well the formatting of the screenplay isn't correct. It's like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah. You can fix like the formatting afterwards. Like just write it. Yeah. And you know? that's you- so funny where <laughs> our
0: brain tricks us into like, cause like perfectionist brain where we right, are just right. like, well, it has to be perfect. And then right. you get locked into these details of being like, right. well, if this isn't set up this way, then right. no one's going to read it. And it's like, right. actually like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can even... It can even be, like, worse than what it is right, right now, right. and it's still good. Right. You know? The whole point
1: is to just get the to stuff out. To just get out. it out. Yeah, But yeah, that... Yeah.
0: But it's so hard to... Because you actually doing the thing, like, right. actually doing the writing... It's so
1: crazy. Is...
0: <laughs> you have to jump through 18 million different yeah, anxiety yeah. mental hoops.
1: yeah. It's so um hard and it's also yeah. just like uh, just being that disciplined is just really hard
0: but it's funny because you are disciplined right like you're like do you think <laughs> <so>? <laughs> I do think so because you've literally said it but you're like I worked hard at this thing I worked hard at my internship I right. worked hard here right. like you have right. you're like oh yeah I did say that <laughs> yeah so it's not it's not actually not work ethic right because right. you're busting your butt yeah yeah so it's not that I think it's just fear of like seeing it's your own mental. it's mental my therapist
1: basically says the same thing. Right. So uh, yeah. Well, no. so that's okay. <laughs> so I'm. I'm oh, sixteen <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right. No, but no, that's totally the case because it is the thing of, and my therapist has pointed out. I think other people have too. Where if I have a job, even if it's like a really boring, tedious job, uh, which of which I've had a lot of office jobs, I can like, dr- I can drill through it, sure. and I like can work, and I'm like aware that I can work at a more efficient and like better paced than a lot of my coworkers when it comes to stuff like that. Because, um, because for some re- sometimes I have issues with attention, but when it comes to work, I can like, for some reason, just like hyper focus, which is, I think that's like a, I think it's one of those things where it's like a, a survival uh, yeah. mechanism because I'm like, well, if I don't do my job, I don't get paid and I don't eat. And exactly. that's how my brain processes it. And that's why creativity feels like such a privilege because it's like, you can, you can live a life you can, sur- well, you can't live, but you can survive without being creative, sure. but you're not really living, right, <laughs> right. is what people say, right. but it just took me so long to, like, realize that, because, again, the real big catalyst was that job I got when I was 26, where it was, like, I had, like, legit health insurance, um, benefits, and then, so I had been taking improv classes on and off leading up to that, but I wasn't, like, yeah, I'm pursuing comedy in a real way, because I was, like, that. It almost seemed like, like, stupid to say. You know, it was like, oh, like, it almost felt like I almost, like, kind of looked down on people sure. who were, like, pursuing comedy in a genuine way. Cause it was like, and it, obviously that was me projecting, but right. it was just like, how dare you think you're talented enough to like actually make it in comedy, right. you know, because that's obviously what I was like saying to myself. And <laughs> right. I was like projecting it on like everyone else, especially when you're like in your twenties, I was like, I'm doing improv cause it's fun and I'm funny and I'm good at it, but I'm not like, I'm not like actually trying,
0: you know, Yeah, if SNL calls, <laughs> in two years, I guess,
1: yeah, like I'll get it, I'll <laughs> do it. But like, just like that thing of like, yeah, I'm gonna, just going to fall upwards into it. Yeah. But but I was like, but no, real life and adulthood is about <laughs> having an office job <laughs> with health care and benefits. And that's truly kind of how my mentality was, which be- makes sense. Yeah, because I was just like so like trying to survive and be stable for so long. Yeah. So then when I finally got this job at the same time, I was clearly like very subconsciously aware that like I had like these like unhealthy thought processes about it because like I started my job. In, I started that job in like May and of like 2016. And then like, be, and this is the thing about stability is that it uh, helped and like money and finance and why like late stage capitalism is evil is because me getting that job, like gave me access to my therapist and sure. like mental health care. Because before that I was like, I'm not gonna pay like $100 a week out of pocket when, I, when I'm like not like, uh, when I have like rent to pay, right. you know? And then with my therapy, uh, with, um, my healthcare, I was like, cool, I can, like, I guess I'll, I was like, maybe I should talk to a therapist. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of
0: like, you're like for no reason at all. Yeah, um, maybe I will get yeah. to help. Yeah. But
1: just literally like a month after I got my job and like had access to healthcare, it was like a part of me must have like subconsciously must have known. Cause I like immediately looked up like a health, like a therapist on my health insurance site. And then they pulled up like four and I emailed uh the four of them and only one of them responded and she's still my therapist now like over three years and I was so lucky because she's like completely changed my life oh my god yeah um but it was just that thing of like I feel like I mean I think part of it is getting older and maturing but like so much of like my growth is like uh involved because or like I've evolved because of her which has been amazing but she was just um she it was just that thing where um, and I took a class with Alex Dixon and she had said a similar thing about when she first saw a therapist. I hope I am not like blowing up her spot, but she <laughs> said it in class. So I don't think she cares, yeah. but I was the exact same way where like the first time I saw my therapist, I was just like, I don't know. I'm feeling sad. I don't really want to talk about my like history or my life or my baggage, but you know, maybe you could prescribe me something <laughs> or like, <laughs> or maybe like w- somehow we could fix it without me actually having to like deal with any of my issues. And that was literally like my first session. And then like <laughs> half an an hour later I was like literally like sobbing right and then um and then just like that whole process of like actually talking about my shit and like because I was so sure that I was like I think I just need antidepressants not that antidepressants don't really help people or I'll work for people in need. But right. for me personally, it was clearly such an issue of like, I just need to think. Yeah, you're like, it's just,
0: I don't know why. Yeah. You know, there's nothing about my past that I haven't handled. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then you're like, literally crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was just like, I was like, I think it's just a chemical in my brain. And it is a chemical it in is. my brain and
0: also the case for other people. But it's also like real life baggage. Trauma and, and baggage. And, and
1: yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. So, like
0: unexamined anxieties. Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: And just like the whole process of, like, going through therapy and then just being, like, oh, cool. I was, like, very – and I will say the first year at the job was fine. It was like I was just like so I worked so hard and I was just so happy to be like stable mm-hmm. and uh like live in like a decent apartment. I once like lived in like two months in an apartment with like six other people in Bushwick. And I was just like, Damn. yeah, because it was just like I was like, whatever sublet I can take. I'm just like I was moving around and like with like garbage bags full of my clothes and wow. crazy shit like that. And then so uh, now I live in Astoria with one amazing, lovely roommate in like a very nice apartment. And it's just like so stable and like healthy. And uh, it was like that job gave me that. Right. It right. afforded me that. But then probably like it just it just really started getting like very uh, like once you I just it just I had like ignored maybe some of like the more unhealthy things that was like happening at the company, like very passive aggressive. behavior a very like hierarchical structure a lot of the people who worked there came from like very rich connected families Mm -hmm. so it was just this environment that I wasn't like familiar with and when I first started working there I didn't really think much of it because I was like whatever I'm just doing my job if I keep my head down I do my job I don't think it's a big deal but then just like as I started working more and more it like affects your day-to-day life and that's kind of when I started getting back into improv again because I was like I just need to get back into a hobby and like have some fun and just like have something to look forward to like you know once a week in right. s- instead of just my job
0: and were you were you doing um were you writing stuff during that time like or like where w- cuz like before you were You jump back into improv Mm -hmm. during this time where it was crappy at your job. Right, right. Were you also writing or was that also on the back burner? Kind of on the back burner. Like, I've always journaled and stuff and I always
1: try to write a little bit. And I probably have, like, I don't know, some, like, really shitty spec script somewhere. (laughs) It's just, like, always been, like, very intermittent throughout my life. There's I feel like there wasn't, like, a really long period or stretch of time where I was just, like, nonstop writing, which is also a struggle right but um but yeah it wasn't like a priority I was just like yeah maybe I'll just work in HR and I'll just be an wow. HR person so at
0: that time you're like maybe HR could be my life yeah because th- I, like,
1: I was like I'm a, I was like I was like I know how to do this job I'm yeah. like friendly so I like work well with people uh, so I was like yeah maybe this will just be the thing right. you know and then I'll, I'll do like improv for fun which plenty of people do plenty of people just have like their lives and jobs and then they just have a cool hobby yeah. which is great but um I had also struggled with the improv world when I had first started into it. This is all like so like th- I'm like I feel like I'm doing time jumps. No, with it's okay these, uh, with these stories. But when I first started doing it, I struggled because it was like really homogenous and white, mm-hmm. and I was very young and impressionable, and I had a lot of anxiety again. So there were just things where I was like, why do I feel weird about like it was just like all the h- house teams were like. Um, like there's, it was like before even Lloyd existed. So like all the house teams were like eight white guys and two white girls. Right. <laughs> and that's like what they all looked like. Right. But th- I just didn't question it. I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's a meritocracy. Like I just didn't think about <laughs> it. And then, um, uh, but I was like, but why do I feel uncomfortable? And why do I feel uncomfortable in classes sometimes, you know, and there would be like maybe one or two other people of color, but I still just didn't like connect the dots. Yeah. And also when you're young in that way and so impressionable, you kind of just blame yourself for everything. And you're just like the way I feel, the reason I feel self-conscious or weird or uncomfortable is my fault. And that's it. Yep. And not like, examining like years later, later like no you just felt you're like you were like w- like one Asian woman <laughs> in like a sea of like white people yeah sometimes there'd be like one other you know POC or sometimes even like another Asian girl I'd be like it was interesting sometimes I'd be like that's dope but then sometimes it's that token thing where you feel like competitive and I was aware that I would feel that way but, and I would be like, I'd be like, no, don't feel that way. That's stupid. That's Mm -hmm. bad. You shouldn't feel that way. But I would still feel it anyway, you know, because it's like so societally ingrained. Now I would never feel that way because I'm just like, oh, of course, like, of course, the more the merrier, you know. But back then it was just like because there's only two of us, I'm like, even though we're like friendly and we're like trying to be friends, I still feel like this weird inherent competition, mm-hmm. even though I don't want to, yep, you know, yep, yep, yep. There's a really good, uh, key and peel sketch called acapella. Have you seen it? No, but it sounds like it's right up my alley. It's so good. And it basically kind of addresses tokenism in that way. And it's so good. And it's so funny. It just like hits the nail on the head. And when I saw it years later, I was like, I wish <laughs> this had existed, uh, uh, back in the day, but it was all just like such a learning process. So that's why I always like dipped in and out of improv, right. both because I was like, this isn't like a very stable or like viable option, but also because I didn't really feel like socially comfortable, totally. you know. So there was like a mix of things. And then um when I went uh, took uh, uh after a break took a class again after uh, getting my job also I was like more financially stable so I was like sure I can afford taking a class um I just like sort of fell back in love with it in a genuine way because all I was taking it I was was like a fun thing I wanted to do right and I just like really threw myself into it
0: cool so you so after you you know were in and out of improv for mm-hmm. a little bit out of college mm-hmm. you started an HR job mm-hmm. you were like cool I feel financially stable I feel like my mental health is like getting in check right, right I'm excited 100%. to dive into this thing yeah. that I really liked yeah and I'm going to try to do so when (laughs) then, miss (laughs) zilvy did you decide to pursue comedy uh for your career
1: like honestly so recently because uh, i mean relatively so recently and so bonkers to think about because again i took my first improv class nine years ago Mm -hmm. and i saw my first improv show when i was 18 but it was uh, so the job started getting like pretty miserable (laughs) i got (laughs) tough but it uh, but then i got laid off which i uh, I'm. I think I've mentioned to you. And I was like, kind of in shock. I was like, just so in denial about so many things. Because the thing about that job was that towards the last six months, I was like miserable, but like not like admitting to myself that I was. Of course. Because yeah,
0: it's be- always it's always like it's like you know that there's a sign. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. I would do, and then there, I was telling my friend that i did this and she was like that's crazy that you did that but i would just stay up really late w- back when i was working th- towards the last six months and because i was trying to put off going to sleep because if it went if i went to sleep it meant that i would have to wake up and go to oh, work geez, it, which dude. is so crazy
0: oh that's I, like heavy but also yeah. real yeah yeah
1: and it's so crazy because at the time i didn't think it was a big deal that i was <laughs> doing that <laughs> i was You're like, like yeah. what
0: i just i just don't Avoiding look forward to tomorrow yeah Anyone else?
1: <laughs> i was just don't look forward to work isn't that everybody oh my god but yeah that was like that spoke to like kind of my headspace towards like um, okay. the end of my time working there and so it was that being said it was such a uh, a blessing in disguise to have gotten laid off because it was then when I was like I was like I was like interviewing. I was looking for jobs the whole time I was applying. My therapist was like, apply to 10 jobs a day. I'm like, you're right. And I was doing that, but I still had all this time because I had all this time. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I have comedy. So I'm going to focus on that because I have this free time. And then that's, and then my other coworker uh, was still at the job was doing open mics. And then we started like hitting up open mics together. And I was like, yeah, it's just something to fill the day. I'm mm-hmm. just like not doing anything. So I was like doing open mics. I was like writing more. I, like, at some point, I, like, uh, I was able to, like, write a sketch packet. I was, like, dope. I, like, actually, like... Finished out a sketch packet great. and like submitted it. You know that's huge. Yeah, no, it was great. No. It's it's also just like you really can't help or do anything good for anyone else until you've help like help yourself. Surely, yes, yeah, because it's just like until you've like dealt with like your baggage.
0: Oh god, it's so tough. It's so tough. But it's yeah. but fucking good on you, dude. You were like, I'm gonna get my shit together. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, thanks. Because it's hard to do. It's hard, yeah, freaking work, and it takes so daily. Hard. It's you have to do it every day. Yeah, 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 you constantly have to be psychoanalyzing right. yourself and being like is this right a hundred percent and it was truly the thing
1: of i think yeah again so i was uh i think like 27 i think i was 27 when i started that job so um and then when i was seeing a therapist it was there was a part of me that would, must have been like and i think in retrospect that i realized and i again talked about my therapist with if, where I was like when I was like twenty seven, I was like if I don't change, I'm like fucking screwed. Like mm. I was just like if I don't change in some way, then I'm like fucked because there's just like something that's n- I'm not getting. Right. You know, like and something. Was that
0: was that comedy related or was that just no? Like, that, was no. That, that was life. That was life. Men-
1: yeah, that was like mental health related. That was like me like not dealing with my shit and being in denial about it and being like yeah if I don't change, I'm like I'm then if I like stay like this forever. And not to say I I be- think people who knew me they weren't like yeah this girl's fucked up or. Her personality right. is crazy or whatever, but it was just internally. I was like, if something doesn't change, I'm just like, I'm like dude. It's so hard. Yeah, I, yeah. I,
0: same, literally, same shit with my therapist, where I'm like, and right. like we talk about this with like people, you know, whatever. Right, where right. you're just like living with your own demons is yeah, literally yeah. the worst. Yeah, and, it's like, and you're like, I if this if I can't handle this stuff I literally can't focus on anything else or be productive in any other way because I'm sitting here literally battling my own freaking anxieties and whatever yeah you're just in a hole you're just in a hole and you're like I don't know how to dig myself out of this freaking hole and I'm tired of walking around with a cloud over my head right right you're like get this fucking cloud away from me and you're you're frustrated by it right 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 and like and I think that's when you're you're, when you're at a point of just being frustrated with your own shit and my therapist calls it a wagon she's like everyone has a wagon I'm like oh my wagon Weight has <laughs> a billion bricks in it right and it's heavy, right. yeah, yeah, and I don't yeah. have good upper arm strength <laughs> to carry it. I also have terrible. I ba- can't do a pull body. up, right? So it's I've like you know, I'm not been wheeling been this to. fucking wagon around. Yeah, yeah. I'm done anyway. Yeah. But no, but, that's but it's so anyway, crazy how <laughs> people. But the thing is, everyone goes through that. Yes, or not everyone, but I think a lot of people do, and it's so like we don't talk
1: about it. No, because yeah. everyone's <laughs> like
0: hi, and that's yeah. But that's another thing where she was like, I was like, I feel all the fucking time right, and she right. was like well maybe it's because you're literally putting on a smile all the time right and, right. Feel, and i was and you feel like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. she's like that d- and you're dead inside <laughs> yeah, literally yeah, i was yeah. like i feel dead <laughs> like, yeah, yeah she's yeah. like that's 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 exhaustion that right. that's exhausting to right, do right, to like right. put on this face and right, then in, right. inside be like no nah. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. maybe just like stop trying to do a dance yeah, and like yeah. just say how you feel it's like oh yeah well that's a whole thing yeah but anyway we got sidetracked because what yeah. i actually want to talk about sorry no, no no no. Compl- i know uh, i was I know, looking at I know. the time too um, but like, i could talk about I want, this for, i know literally yeah. mental health podcast yeah. starting yeah. it okay. uh, like sorry um how do you yeah. hustle with your brain um but yeah. okay but i did want to talk about um like
1: how i uh, made the decision yeah, how how you, made you made the literally decision asked me just, this like three times i feel so like what we want
0: to be talking about is mental health so we just keep coming back to it because it's such a good topic but um but yeah so back to so you were like started kind of self sabotaging a little bit your interviews or whatever i mean i'm not a
1: great interviewer in general because you're a fabulous interviewer oh yeah yeah. well when i get to talk about myself (laughs) and not about work i don't care that much about about. yeah um but so i was just like doing the comedy stuff and it was just that thing where like it, it was like a culmination of so many things of like me having at that point seeing a therapist for a few years yes and then just being around people i really liked and like being like creative and like feeling really fulfilled and then just like Uh, coming to like some point like coming to this realization of like oh my gosh like whatever lead weight used to be on me just isn't there anymore and that's amazing yeah and I was like this is I was just like like over the summer I was like oh my depression's gone and I was like it's (laughs) never gonna come back and obviously it did (laughs) but it was just that thing of like I just felt so good and so bulletproof um because it's like even if I did stand up and I like it wasn't great or whatever I was like I'm doing it you know I'm just like it was just like for like the first time in my life just being like so able to like uh not second guess myself as much and not being like weighed down by like anxiety and insecurity and just sort of being like oh well if people don't like it I guess fuck it or I'll try again or and then I used to be like so like especially when I was younger like so suspicious of people and, and just being like oh what's their ulterior motive <laughs> like, oh my god like how are they gonna try and hurt me that might be
0: a, are, are your parents yeah immigrants? yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. it's yeah. such an immigrant I think thing. it's an immigrant mentality yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like yeah. everyone's out to get us yeah, yeah like oh my god because <laughs> I mean in their not. lives uh, in their yeah, lives you know, they, they were yeah. literally the entire the government yeah, everyone,
1: yeah. Like and everyone it, was spying on them so it's like yeah. yeah yeah and it's sort of the thing of like I'm not that I'm like naive about the way people can be it's not like that stuff has completely left where I'm like yeah I trust everybody now but it was just that ability to like just be open with people and yes. just being like let people in and just see and it's like i think like you're old i was like i i'm old enough and i have enough of a radar that i'm like oh this person might not be great but it's just like everyone else i feel like might be at their core mostly decent people you know? are good <laughs> yeah, right yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. so hard it
0: really is like uh yeah. yeah it's hard to think that way right yeah
1: yeah and then I think so. I don't know if there was like (laughs) to get to your question. (laughs) I don't think if there was like a moment where I was like, aha, I want to do comedy. But I think just like, after getting laid off, just the process of like continually doing comedy, writing, because I had the time, like shooting videos and just having a really fun time. I was like, oh, I think I'm just doing this, yeah. you know, like I was just doing it. And then I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I don't want to do HR.
0: <laughs> you're like, I realized <laughs> yeah. after all this time, <laughs> HR was not my passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a fine position. <laughs> it's a fine. You're Right. Yeah. We're not trying to drag. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But great. So yeah. you realized after doing being able to right. do it in a way that was like fully just enveloped in it, right, and like right. doing it in a in a more intense way. Yeah. That you were like, oh, this is really what it is. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is really like, what it I is. I love this. I've, I freaking love this. Yeah, yeah. I want this to be yeah. my life. And this that was truly
1: awesome. so recent. This was like in the past year. That's amazing yeah, though. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's
0: important for people to hear, which is yeah. like it took you nearly ten years yeah. to be like, yo, <laughs> I should do this. This is but, <laughs> yeah. but that's but that's like that's amazing. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that's like, these are the stories we need to be hearing of people that like, uh, like the stories that like give me anxiety are the ones like I've been doing it for one year and I'm famous. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. Cool, like don't care. Yeah. Like don't care because not, like, real. not yeah. real for anyone, you know, and it's real like,
1: for like a very small percentage of people where it takes them two years maybe to like rise through the ranks Ooh. and get it but and get it so, so rare so rare yeah. and, and like
0: those are the people where you're like well how'd you do it and what was that's it? like i guess you gotta have that it factor and it's yeah. like no like yeah. actually no it's just a matter of like being like ready whatever yeah, that yeah. means for you whether it's mental health wise financially right, all these right. things like you get your ducks in a row and then finally decide you want to pursue it right it doesn't matter when you decide to right, do it it's right. just like it's just being in a place where you feel like you can right whether it takes two years or ten right right, right. you know and like no absolutely and then and then and then you're and then you're doing it right yeah. so it's like now you're in a place where like you can you can officially say like I'm pursuing comedy for yeah real, yeah for real. yeah I want this to be my career yeah and you're fucking going and you're yeah doing
1: it. and it's also the thing of I've heard this before um and I love the idea so much and again not to keep bringing up your boyfriend but it's something <laughs> that I've said to him where it's just like we can't because again, we're in our 30s. It's like we can't, um, happy birthday, Lane. Happy <laughs> <Right>? birthday Lane. <laughs> if happy he day listens day. to this, but um, it's the thing where it's like we can't live our lives, and it's maybe a little bit easier to do when you're older. We can't live our lives comparing uh our successes to other people's successes, and no. we can't live our lives um working on other people's timetables right. because it's just like what's that gonna do everyone my favorite story leslie jones didn't get snl until so she was like 46 that's and, incredible yeah and i was like and she's but also i feel like 46 is a really good age to become famous i think that's
0: a great age because yeah. you have your you're you're your like you have your shit together you know who you are as a person yeah. and you're not gonna let all this weird shit get to yeah, you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i yeah. think like that's that makes sense and it's also just awesome that like you don't yeah it's it's good to hear that like it's not how old you are. Right. It's just like what your circumstance is. And if you're like in a position to like right. be open to it and do it. Right. 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 OK, so I have to ask one final thought is um, what would you say to someone who is trying to start uh, oh my gosh. start doing comedy and doesn't know how to figure out what they should be doing for their job in order to support themselves um, while they pursue this uh, thing? Any sort of words of wisdom for that person?
1: Oh, my God. I feel like I don't like because it took me so long to get to a place. It's sort of just a thing of I don't know. I think it's. Oh. I think it's okay to like just take like (laughs) any old job basically (laughs) or like or just like if you want to take like a barista job there's an aspect of the recruitment job I have now where it's like administrative stuff but there's weirdly because we get a lot of swag for like new hires and candidates there's like weirdly a manual labor aspect to it (laughs) where I'm like moving boxes and like and I love that part which is so funny because I think other people at that job like maybe look down on it a little bit but I'm like no I love like getting to leave my desk and like move boxes. Yeah. And then I was telling someone this and then he was like uh he was like so do you want to be a stock person? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like I kind of don't mind the idea of just like doing if it's paying the bills and just kind of having like like a sort of mindless gig where you can kind of think about like the creative stuff you want to do. I don't think that's bad for Right now. And then honestly, my joke answer is just like marry someone rich. Hello. I don't know. Right. Find like a rich benefactor. Hilarious. A benefactor, thi- not yeah. even a, a benefactor. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, don't don't sell yourself <laughs> short. But it's <laughs> the thing of I think the advice, or it's just like the knowledge of like if you don't like have a trust fund or come for money or have financial stability. Just like know that it's gonna be a struggle. It's like, gonna be a struggle. Yeah, like, it's gonna it, be a
0: struggle. Just get anything to sort of get yeah, you back. Yeah, Okay. Can I ask a follow up? Sure. About the last question. No, I love this. How are you now that you've decided to commit to comedy as something that you want to do for your life? Right. And having you know figuring out your day job stuff. Great, we got that. Yeah. How are you sort of maneuvering through like the thoughts about when is this going to happen for me? When is this going to happen? For right. Me? Do you have a timeline? Are you like by this time I have to do it, or are you just like look? I've decided to be to go down this path if it's gonna take me five years or 15 I don't care yeah I know I have a blind trust that it will happen
1: kind of the latter but with the caveat that I don't even have blind trust that it's gonna happen but I'm just like well what else am I gonna do I'm not I just know that I'm I'm I don't have but I don't it's so good to not have that pressure anymore. We're like, if I don't get this in five years, then I quit, you know, because that's definitely how I was in my 20s where I was like, well, if SNL doesn't come
0: ringing <laughs> in a that. year and a takes half. takes improv class ready for SNL to come <laughs> to that's, knocking. That's how that. every
1: 23-year-old oh, oh, I was so, so
0: fucking entitled. I literally <laughs> was <a laughs> entitled, and I was like, everyone knows me. Yeah. Like literally was just thought like I was the shit. Right, And then right, I was right. like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Also like I sucked. Bananas. I just was like awful at improv. Yeah. bulldozing through scenes. Like yeah. oh my oh, god. M-
1: I was not good. And god. it was also like my it's like, oh, my friends are laughing really hard at my shows. I <laughs> should be famous I now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like all right. And it's also yeah. the thing of like I don't necessarily want to become famous, especially now because fame seems really terrifying it, and awful. It seems
0: terrible and isolating and yeah, lonely yeah, yeah, as hell. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um so it's that thing of like my ultimate goal would be able to like be able to like make a living wage, stable wage, um, and have health insurance doing like creative stuff and yeah. being maybe like, I was saying this to, uh, to a friend yesterday where I was like, maybe not, I wouldn't even want to be like famous the way Mike sure is, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would like maybe want to write for a Mike Schur show, sure show, you know, something like that. But I wouldn't even want to, I feel like he's still even too famous almost because people know that who he is and what kind of shows he does. Right. right. Or maybe I just think that he's pretty famous because I'm, I do comedy and we are all in the comedy world, but yeah, I have like, I'm like, I'm just going to pursue this thing. And if I'm like making money now and I'm like getting by and I'm like, I'm not like, I'm by no means like super financially comfortable, but I'm like, okay, you know, I'm definitely better off than I was when I was 20, like five. Cause when I was 25 and unemployed, I would literally not go out or do anything because I was like, well, I can't spend money because I don't have limited resources while this time unemployment was like fucking amazing because I was I was enrolling in it but I was like I have like this cushion this financial cushion where I can like pursue the stuff I want and not have to and like go out and hang out with people and connect with people and then also create stuff and feel like very like nourished in my soul without having like this like anvil of like a like worrying about money over my head. Sure. And that's like yeah, being unemployed with no money and being unemployed with money is <laughs> so different. So, it just makes such a difference. Hell um yeah. so my thing is I think as long as I'm like somehow like scraping by like a semi-stable living, I'm just going to keep doing it cuz it's just like, well, if I quit, then what else am I going to do? Right. Am I going to do something that I'm going to find more like fulfilling F- and it's not even it is comedy but it's also like yeah i want to write this play you know that will have comedic uh, elements but won't necessarily be a straight comedy right you're know? not writing
0: like a, an hour-long sketch yeah yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Right, right yeah it's narrative so it's yeah. yeah
1: so i'm just like as long as i'm doing this i'm shooting shit with friends and it's also like it's just so good like the past few years especially uh, meeting the people that I've met and like sure. connecting and making friends that way who like have similar goals and like viewpoints, and that's just been like really fulfilling too. Ugh. So I'm just like, if you have that, then it's like, what else am I looking for? That's you, what that's, yeah.
0: that is literally, <laughs> literally. I the when you were like, my goal is to make creative shit for money, e- like, or like, or like to have to, yeah, to like e- make a living doing creative stuff with people that I like, yeah, and have that be my full time thing somehow, yeah, not being fame, like, literally right same yeah and also like of course but like yeah. but also finding other people that are saying it out loud and being yeah. like yeah like it's not who cares who right gives a fuck about being famous like yeah. that's not why we're doing this shit yeah we do it because we actually like sitting down and like right. working right. with people and making ideas right and like that, if that shit was somehow like my mo- like we could monetize right. that experience. <laughs> some people get to, some people get to <laughs> yeah. you know and like yeah, in like yeah. that that's really why we like it because right. if you don't like your now if you don't like the process of right. like what this is like you're certainly not gonna like right. it when it's like your full-time gig <laughs> there's like so much pressure and there's on so your, much pressure yeah, right, yeah. yeah so it's like yeah, yeah enjoying where you're at is really important but also like goals being like honestly similar to how we're living right now yeah just more time yeah doing what we like yeah
1: just like less of like a foot on our neck about like you know money and like yeah. s- stuff like that but and it's uh, money is just so crazy and I think another thing is like uh I guess some advice I would give kind of related to like fame and all of that is just like if you want to be famous or if you want this like really examine why you want to be famous or like you know because it's like why would anyone want to be famous, you Truly know? why?
0: Yeah. Because it's not, what are you, like, what are you seeking? Is it yeah. validation? Right. I mean, is it like, is it like giant lump sums of cash? Right, right. Is it like being in the spotlight? Like right, there, I right. mean, there's so many things that, like, come with it that feel really, Um, I don't know, isolating is, like, the only word I yeah, can Yeah, no, know?
1: I feel like that's definitely the case. I feel like a lot of celebrities or, like, even influencers, it seems like their lives just seem very like empty. weird and stressful yeah, <laughs> yeah. And
0: fucking empty yeah very like, what empty. is this yeah
1: and then also just like i know i know why i wanted to get on snl when i was 25 i wanted to get on snl when i was 25 because i wanted to be famous for sure and i wanted that validation and i wanted people to like me you know i yes. wanted people to like be like this person's cool we like her um She's like, everyone, no one will treat me bad ever again because I'm on SNL, you know, something yeah. like that. And now I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no
0: one will treat me bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just like such a weird mentality where it's like, oh, if you get to a certain level of fame and coolness, everyone will treat you differently and you'll be like, uh, I don't know. You'll never feel pain again. It's yeah. such a, it's like, it'll answer all my problems yeah, and yeah, it's like, yeah. oh
0: shit, actually yeah. <laughs> it only like exacerbates them yeah. and like makes it worse. Like yeah. if
1: I had actually, and I would, I never would have, but if I had actually gotten in SNL when I was 25, I would have had a breakdown. Like right. it would have been so bad for me because yeah. I just would have never gotten, gone through like this whole growth process. And it would have also been the thing where, um, yeah, I wouldn't have gone through the growth, but It would just have been like, oh, I was saying this to someone else where it's like, if you become famous, like actually famous, you're, you give up your reality, your whole perception of reality changes. It's like, it's like, now I'm like, I would never want like, just like, like my reality, which I hold so precious, like having to like, uh, uh, having that completely flipped upside down and not having that anymore.
0: Yeah. That that sounds so scary scary as all hell cause Yeah. you're like yeah. oh shit i love my friends i yeah, love yeah. my family i love my life right, right now right, right. you know and it's like i want this to just keep going right and i like it the way it right is. right like, yeah yeah and if we do like you know i mean knock on wood you know there is like upward mobility in some sense but right, it's like right. when that happens like i want everyone to be right you want to doing it at the same everyone time with exactly you. yeah 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 because like yeah, yeah you don't yeah yeah
1: but i think it's tough because there is some level i think especially be- for you as a performer because I do stand up and stuff like that but I also think in my brain I'm like well I could always just write right. but I think for you as a performer at some point some level of success does mean like there is recognition that comes with
0: that Yes. so is there a
1: thing where you're like I want to hit a certain level and not get more like is there a person's yes. career that you're like I can be this person's career without it getting too crazy
0: yeah I mean there is well there's also people that like have like um, Julia Louis Dreyfus is someone who is like right fucking like technically famous as all hell but right, she also right. seems to have like a really cool head on her shoulder she and does does cool shit and like she's, been doing v, and she's been doing it forever she's been doing it forever and she seems like normal yeah, and like yeah, successful yeah like same with like our our you know the people we looked up to growing up which is like amy or tina fay sure sure all these people are super fucking famous and right. they seem normal as all hell My right, right, right. yeah like fred armison is someone who's like amazing right. and is like you know and like jenny slate and all these people right right that are famous but they're like seemed grounded right, and it's like right. i want like that would be cool right no, but not I, not for recognition though it's like right. just to like make cool shit and right. get paid for it right and like i don't care if it's at like a tina fay level and i don't care if it's at whatever level, right, or the right, level right. i'm at now yeah just want to get paid to do cool stuff with yeah. people that i like you know so yeah i'm yeah. trying to
1: think i feel like jenny slate's a good level because it's sort of like we obviously definitely know who she is but i don't think like the average person yes. on the street
0: would exactly. you know like that's yeah a coo- that's a cool person to be like oh she's done really cool shit yeah and like is you know yeah famous quote-unquote in right, our right. comedy community right but, like you know and has enough money certainly to right, like right. whatever live a very nice life yeah but, um yeah maybe bo burnham too bo f- burnham yeah, is yeah. someone who is like awesome i mean he like he and he's i mean. He's like pretty famous. He directed that eighth uh, grade, eighth grade which, is which was so good. Oh, oh, but before that, me. I felt like ooh, nobody knew that he could do that. No. You know? No. Because we yeah. were just
1: like, oh, he does his musical stuff or whatever. I don't or know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, people like that. I mean, even fucking um, like Kate Berlant and John Early are two oh, people that I'm fucking obsessed with. I love And, like, I'm sure duo. I love them as a duo too. And, like, they're fucking crushing it. They're yeah, like, yeah. you know, Kate Berlant was just in the fucking. Um, uh, Oh, no. she's been in Once a bunch of a time in hollywood in, oh um, tarantino's seen, no, movie yeah she had like a small part in that yeah. and like is and like john early has been in a bunch of stuff and, right like, they're you so know. funny
1: and they do th- they, did you ever see their video where they just do um the show girls
0: they just do a scene from uh, Showgirls. yeah yeah I've, so I've, I've stalked <laughs> Sylvie. you don't want to know you it's don't so want to know good. how deep i've gone yeah no i've yeah but there are yeah. people that i'm like if i could have that level of success yeah forever right i would love that Right, you know what's
1: an example? I I think I used to be would have worked better is like Bo and Yang, but now that he's on SNL, well, now because he used to write for it, but now that he's on it, it's like now he's very famous. Yeah, but before when he was uh, when he was writing for it, but he wasn't a performer on the show, he. And he would, like, do Los Calciaristas, and I thought he was so great. And then there was another thing he did. It was just called Four Nights in Orlando, which was him and Matt Rogers and their other comedian friend. They just, like, took a trip to, like, <laughs> uh, the theme park in Orlando, but then they made a short film during it. <laughs> so, and it's, like, the dumbest short film, and it's, like, a series of, like, four video clips, and it's so funny. And I watch it when I'm whenever I'm just, like, I just need to laugh, and I'll watch it. They're, like, it's, like... Oh, like a minute long videos. I highly recommend. It's so (laughs) stupid. They're like the dumbest videos. But that was I was like, yeah, that's like essentially what I want to do. It's just like you just you end up going on vacation with your friends and you just like do these dumb videos and then you put them up on Instagram. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: hopefully someone pays you a million dollars. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Um, Sylvie, holy shit! Oh Um, my god, we've been we've been chatting. We've been chatting. Yeah, um, good luck editing, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like here for like a month and I'm like, i can't quite find the narrative um no um you are truly incredible oh my god thank um, you you're incredible wow we could oh sit here god. and do this all fucking day <laughs> but, we <have> birth- <laughs> but we have a birthday but we have a birthday to go to <laughs> His birthday isn't <laughs> yeah um but yeah but truly um sylvie thank you so much thank for doing you for this for having me sylvie wang everybody i mean what a freaking treat that was um i love talking to her about this stuff it's so cool um i loved hearing about how mental Uh, mental health played such a big part in her career in comedy. I guess um, for folks who are maybe feeling depressed or anxious right now and are worried that taking time to take care of that stuff will interfere somehow with their creative goals or career. uh, Don't, don't worry about that. Take care of yourself first. That's the most important thing. The other stuff will come later. Have a good week. Uh, Another episode is coming your way on Monday. Uh, How do you hustle with Cami Dimitrova? You can check out all the episodes on Apple, Spotify. Um, Have a good week. Thank you.